This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Let me go into the word of God this morning. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, I bow my knee on behalf of every soul that is under this atmosphere. I'm asking that let the windows of heaven be open right now. That it let there be release of your goodness to every soul seated here and everyone connected to their destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let your word have free curse. Let your word be glorified. Let your word come with power. Let your word bring transformation. Let your word change our life from the level of glory where we are right now to the next level of our glory. In the name of Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Let it not be any of my will. Let it be all of yours. And let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name, we pray. Praise the Lord. In Psalm 5, verse 12. Pay attention now. Psalm 5, verse 12. The Bible said, Thou, O Lord, we bless thee, righteous. It said, with favor, you are going to surround the righteous like or as with a shield. Praise the Lord. Now, if you take note of something there, the Bible started talking about the Lord. Blessing who? The righteous. And then the manifestation of the blessing is in form of what? Favor. He said the favor that God will use in blessing the righteous is going to surround you. Tell somebody I'm surrounded. And I cannot escape. I'm surrounded with favor and I cannot escape. So God will surround the righteous with favor as with a shield. Do you know what a shield is? A shield is an instrument of defense in warfare. He's telling you that when the favor of God is surrounding you, nothing negative can penetrate. Are, are you catching me? Are, are, you, are you catching me? So, but, watch it now. God is set to favor the righteous Surround the righteous with favor as with a shield. But the only one that can hinder the manifestation of favor is the righteous himself or herself. And I want to tell you something today that will help you to free yourself to be able to enjoy favor all round. Do you know what it means to be surrounded? Is that when I turn to the left, is favor. When I turn to the right, is favor. If I attempt to go backward, is favor. If I'm going forward, is favor. When I'm jumping, is favor. If I'm trying to go down, is favor. That is that, that person is surrounded. Are you catching something? But one thing that is very powerful in the kingdom of God and which the enemy also understood is our mind. You see. When Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, watch this. God created that man. He was operating at the level of the mind of God. Are you, are you, under, are you understanding me? But the moment Adam sinned and Adam fell, he fell to sub-created level. A man that named all animals on the face of the earth and never repeated one name. When he fell, the Bible say, all have seen and what happened, we fell short of the glory of God. It was the glory of God that was covering Adam. When Adam fell, his mind depreciated in value. You know what he did? 
he started looking for leaves to do what? To cover. That shows that that guy is mind degenerated. He was looking for what? Leaves to cover himself. Then the one with the greater mind, what did he do? He said, no, leaves are not for clothing. What did he do? He killed an animal and he sewed a beautiful dress out of it and gave it to Adam and Eve. He said, oh, and then God shook his head. He said, oh, how low this guy fell. The man that was operating in the mind of God, suddenly he began to operate in a sub-created level. But when Christ came, everyone that have come and everyone that have given their life to Jesus, something happened. Watch this, watch this. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, it said, God quickened us and raised us up together with him and made us to be seated. Where? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know what happened? He brought us back to that place. And even higher than where we fell. Because any time that God restores something, God does not restore things back to the original. God restores anything upper and greater than where it fell from. So the new generated man in Christ Jesus is greater than Adam. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are greater than Adam. That is why, Adam, that is why it, in the olden time, before the time of Christ, there was no man that has the anointing or the authority to check out the devil from any, any location. It was when Christ came. He said, behold, I give unto you authority over every scorpion, over every serpent, and over every power of the devil. He said, and nothing can by any means do what ought you. It was from that time that man can exercise dominion and superiority over the kingdom of darkness. Cheaply, effortlessly. Do you understand? So, man was brought to a class of God. We begin with, so we are co-heir together with Christ. Joint heir to everything that he owns. Do we understand? But the greatest problem of man is my mind. I will tell you a story before I go into scripture. I want to talk to you about victory over negative mindset. Many Christians are not enjoying everything that God already brought us into in Christ. Why? Because of the image or the images that the enemy already painted inside of them. Let me tell you this story. Then I go into scripture. In the European country in America, whenever they want to train the elephant, you see the size of the elephant? That is the biggest animal on land. Do you understand? Watch it. Now, for a tiny man, can you measure, can you see the size of a man compared to an elephant? Now, for a small man to control the elephant, the man would not want to match strength for strength. What does the man do? The man will go into the mind of the elephant. Watch the way they do, they train the circus elephant. They will take the elephant raw from the, from the forest. And then they will tie a very strong chain to the elephant. And then they can say, okay, the chain is just going to be six feet. And then they will tie the chain to a very strong post. And then the elephant will get up, raw, the elephant is still raw, will get up and try to move. Whenever the elephant moves to the limit of the six feet, the elephant will, the elephant will be restrained. Watch it. Then the elephant will try 
and try. The elephant will not be able to go. The elephant will stop. The elephant will move round and round and round. And then when they get to the limit of the six feet, what will happen? The elephant will stop. They say after six months, after six months of feeding the elephant and the elephant is still in that position, the chain will move from the leg into the mind of the elephant. Watch it. Watch it. The chain will move where? From the leg into the mind of the elephant. And then when they notice that the elephant will get up now, and when it is exactly six feet, the elephant will stop. What has happened to the elephant? The physical bondage is no longer physical. It's now where? Mental. Then they remove the chain. The elephant will never run away. Do, do, you, do you catch that? Do you know that the same thing happens to human beings? When the devil came to Eve, the devil was not trying to do anything physical. What did he use? mental. It was a mental trick. Just played on him. It just twisted God's word a little bit. And then painted a picture for the woman. Erased the picture that God painted. And then his own image became real to Eve than what God painted. Easily they disobeyed God. The same thing the enemy does today. Many people we are already blessed. You are already surrounded with fever, like with a shield. It's all the moment you come into Christ, you already you are you are lifted already. You are not a downtrodden person. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You are far above. Jesus Christ said, He that is from above is above all. That is who you are. You are not an ordinary art dwellers. Do we understand what I'm saying? I like your response. Bear me. Give me high five. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, tell somebody, I'm not an ordinary art dwellers. I'm seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. I'm far. I'm far. I'm far. I'm far above. That is who you are. But if that reality is not in your mind, it cannot be real in your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? If it's not real in your life, it cannot be. If it's not real in your mind, it cannot be real in your life. Let's go to this scripture. Open the next, the, the next page. Scripture in Proverbs chapter 23. Watch that scripture. Proverbs chapter 23. Let's slide, please. Proverbs 23. Verse 6 and 7. Watch this scripture. The Bible says, do not eat the bread of a miser. Nor desire his del- delicacies. Watch the underlying word. For, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. He's saying to you, eat and drink. He says to you, he says, but his heart is not with you. Do you know what the Bible is saying there? It was talking about a miser. He said, a miser is telling you to come and eat. He said, but it's a lie. It's not in the art of the miser. He said, he's saying it, he said, but deep, in, deep down inside of him, he's not saying so. He said, why? He said, because the way a miser thinks, he said, that is the way a miser is. Now, most of, most of, most of the time, we, we separate the scripture, we just, we just jump into, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Very good. But it's good for you to know the whole scripture, where the whole story came from. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, how does that relate to you and I? Watch it now. The Lord is making us to know. Watch it. He said that exactly as your thought processes 
they are. That is the way your life will turn out to be. Do you know the difference between a man A and a man B is the way they think? Is their thought process. Now, if the thought process of this man tend towards poverty, no matter what he does, he will always be poor. If the thought process of this man turn towards captivity, whatever what he does, he will always be a captive. If the thought process of this man turn towards sickness, no matter what he does, he will always be sick. Get him out of sickness, we return back to it. Get him out of poverty, we return back to it. Because of what? Every time he thinks, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So even I'm born again, and I've been taken out of the stronghold or the, 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 uh, the, uh, the place of darkness, and I've been brought up to where God dwells, as long as my mind is not renewed, as long as I don't update my mind with what is in the mind of God, I will always go back. Do we understand? My reality is not so. But because my true reality is what is processed inside of me, I will always manifest myself to go to what I'm thinking or I'm processing within, within me. That is why God recommended that when a man is born again, what must be the first thing you do? Renewing of the man's mind. Let's go to the next slide, please, quickly. Next slide. You see, what the Bible says there, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world. What am I going to do? But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and, and perfect will of God. He said, until your mind is processed to begin to think in the realm or in the class of God, you will not be able to embrace what is acceptable or the standard that God already will for you. That is the meaning of that scripture. It says, so it is left for you and I to get our mind transformed. And what is the instrument of renewing our mind is the word of God. He said, for my ways are not your ways, neither are my taught your thought. As the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thought than your thought. So you know what God is saying? Get your thought from the ground and bring it where? I, to where I am. Begin to think in my class. Begin to see in my class. See, you can never help a man or a woman until you can change the way they think. If you cannot change the image that is being processed inside somebody, you can't change their reality. That is what that scripture is making us to know. Let's go to the next slide. Quickly, please. Next slide. Look at this scripture now. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14, uh, uh, verse 4 and 5, God gave us a solution. And then I'm going straight into the solution and then we're going to take time to pray. Look at it now. The Bible made us to say, for the weapons of our warfare are not what? Kana. The word kana means physical. What you and I can touch or what we can see. So, now what you say? He said, they're not kana. But what? Mighty in God for pulling down stronghold. Watch it. Casting down argument and every item that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You don't, let me explain that scripture to you. The weapon of our warfare, they are not what? Can I, who can tell me what is that weapon? What is that weapon? What did Jesus use when he was in warfare with the enemy? What did he use? Is the war. That's why he said it is not a kind thing. It is not gone. It's not boxing. I, I, you know, there's some many funny things are happening in Nigeria now. I saw a pastor in camouflage with cutlass. 
He said, today we are going to match the devil. Tell somebody, Kana. Your wearing camouflage does not make the devil to shake. You are carrying cutlass to the altar. In fact, it makes you a laughing stock in the realm of the spirit. Because they, they, they never, you know the way my sister laughed this morning? He said, we should laugh this morning, prophetically. That is the way they just laugh at you in the, kingdom of, in the, realm, of the, in the in realm of darkness. Say, look at that, that fool. Tell somebody, it's not Kana. The weapon of our warfare, they are not Kana. They are what? Mighty through God. And what are they? The word of God. Nothing can change and transform a man's life like the word of God. That is what God has given everyone. I will show you from Old Testament and I will show you in the time of Christ. When God wants to help a man for victory, God gave that person his word. When you want to change the life of somebody, that is why the, the greatest trick that the enemy is playing on believers today is to miss out on Bible studies. He knows that Bible study is actually the most important service in the week. That is why your, that is the place your mind is updated with the word of God. That is the place you are equipped with the weapon of your warfare. And then you are absent from there. Go all over the world. Bible study is always poorly attended. Because believers don't count it as important. We come to church on Sunday to celebrate. Not knowing that the place where I am truly harmed is the place of Bible study. Do we understand that? That is why from today, make it a point of duty that whatever it will take, I will come to Bible study. Because the weapon of my warfare, they have been handed over to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you, are you catching something? Are you catching something? Let's go to the next slide, please, quickly. Look at the next slide. I want to show you a man called Joshua. Watch this man called Joshua. Joshua was appointed to lead the altar of Israel. Watch it. Joshua was a man that could not assume or could not think himself to be in the class of Moses. Joshua was not near the 70 elders that God took the spirit of Moses and put on them all. Joshua did not receive anything. But Joshua had a good heart. He had a good heart. He was a genuine follower. God saw that he already caught the heart of Moses. Because God does not judge by outward appearance. Do you understand what I'm saying? God does not choose people by outward appearance. It is what goes on in the heart. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. God look at the heart of a man before God will enthrone the man. So, the moment God told Moses, Joshua is the next successor. And Joshua, Moses laid his hand upon Joshua and then proclaim as necessary of so fear, panic gripped him. Eh? Eh? Because Moses, Moses told him about his encounter. He said, ah, when I was in the bush and the tree began to burn and God spoke to me from that forest and the forest was not burning. Ah, I heard the God voice of God. And then and Moses would say, he, 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 great man of God. He saw the way Moses demonstrated raw power in uh, Egypt. He saw when he left his, his rod on the floor. He saw when he went to the river and turned it to blood. He saw Moses spoke to the Red Sea and parted. He saw miracles. And he was not part of anything. He had not seen a fly drop. And God told him, you are the successor. 
panic fear gripped him. And then apart from that, he remembered the 70 elders. I'm going to be the boss. Ah, God, you have killed me. And then God saw the picture that the devil was painting in his mind. And God knew this guy is going to fail on his face down if I don't do something about it. God told him, have I not tell you, be strong and be courageous. God told him again, I said, be strong. And, and then God knew that that thing was not affecting him. You know what God did? A solution. Look at what God did to change, to help him. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. He said, watch it. The weapon of our warfare. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You know what God was trying to do? He was trying to change the image of defeat to the image of victory. He was trying to renew his mind so that the moment the mind of God comes into him, he said, you are the one that will make your way prosperous and you are the one that is going to have good success. And Joshua key into this. He knew there was no way he's going to be successful as a leader except he followed his God's recommendation. He followed, did he succeed or not? He succeeded. Praise the Lord. The next slide, and that will probably be the second to the final fly, slide. Now, Jesus Christ now, dealing with us as believers, look at what he said, for us to maintain a victorious life, and for us to glorify God upon the face of that. Look at what he said. In John chapter 15, 7 to 8, look at, he said, if you abide in me, the word abide is that you must be born again, and then not born again and born out. You must born, born again and born inside and stay inside. Not one leg in church and the other leg in your boyfriend or girlfriend's place. Where must we stay? In me. So he said, if you abide in me, you stay in me. And my war, the weapon of our war, fear, abide where? In you. Now watch it. He said, if this is constant in your life, the image of who you used to be will change into the image of who I want you to be. And then watch what will be the result. He says, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for who? For you. He says, you will command answers to prayer cheaply. Because why is, can you ask what you desire? And God will do it because what you desire is what God desires. Because the moment your mind is renewed, you will only desire what God desires. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then God is committed to do it. That is it. And then, and it shall be done for you. He says, by this, when your life is transformed this way, my father is what glorify that you may you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples indeed. Can you see that? Tell somebody I can see that. So, what is making you what is making us to know you want to enjoy the all round the blessings of God, you want to enjoy all round favor in your life. What the, what the Lord is recommending that your mind must be transformed, your mind must be renewed. Every wrong image the enemy has painted. Do you know when the devil wants to kill people, he will just begin to paint you dead. Yeah, he, will show, he can show you death in dreams and he just wants you to capture that image and accept it that it is yours and then begin to say it. You are going to die. Nobody can help you until somebody can get that image with the word of God out of you. Somebody can tell you, tell yourself, I shall not die, but live. The devil is a liar. That is the way the, the enemy works with what? With words, with images. It will shoot arrows of word into people's mind. 
It will paint image in vision. It will make you to see things. And then the moment you embrace that thing, and then you begin to say it, and begin to confess it, it stays with you. You are going in that direction cheaply. And if God can just change that image of failure into the image of success, no, nothing can stop you. You will rise. No, it doesn't matter how low you are, you are falling. You see yourself rising. Because of what? Every image, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The outcome of your life is based on the image that you are processing inside you. If you are processing the image that God gives to you, you will become successful. Your outcome will be what God intends. If you are processing the image that the enemy is giving to you, it's cheaply. The enemy will defeat you with, without effort. Do you understand what I'm saying? Final, final slide, please. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Look at what the Bible says, Apostle Paul now. He says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where, where, by which Christ has made you free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. If you are born again, are you free? If you are born again, are you lifted? If you are born again, are you down? If you are born again, are you a failure? If you are born again, are you a success? He says, stand in the liberty. If you are born again, you are healed already. When the Lord, in, 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 19, in the second week of May, 1997, when the Lord appeared to me in a vision and pulled the healing anointing upon my hand, one of the things that the Lord made me to, 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 to realize is that you say to people before you pray for them, tell them, I'm not about to heal you. I healed you 2,000 years ago. You are only stepping forward to collect what I've already given. He said, faith will come alive in anybody. You know what God does? He just changed the image on their inside. That as a believer, you are not sick. You are already what? Healed. Every time somebody is praying for you, you are only taking what belongs to you. You don't beg God to be healed. You don't beg God to give you what he has already given you. It's a foolish prayer. Do you understand? And all this has to do with the image that the word of God can form inside you. Tell somebody next to you, say stand fast in the liberty that Christ has already given you. Refuse to be entangled in any yoke of bondage. You are free. You are not bound. You are lifted. You are not down. You are successful. You are not a failure. You are moving forward. You are not going backward. You shall live. You shall not die. You are great. You are not small. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have about four minutes more and I'm going to use it to pray. And the prayer we are going to pray this morning is a prayer that you're going to ask the Lord every negative image that the animals have formed over the... See, let let me tell you something. There are times that the image that a 50-something year old man is carrying is the image that his father formed by word when he was five. And an old man is carrying that image until the word of God comes and change that. That man will go to his grave like that. Word can limit your destiny. That is why whenever, when, whenever people speak negative word around you, don't let it rest. Either you reject it or you return it. Because words are powerful. Words are spiritualized. Jesus Christ said, the word that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. The same as it is in the, in the positive supernatural. The same thing in the negative supernatural. When demonic people speak, their word are spirit and they are life. 
There are words that will produce death. So don't let negative words rest on you. Anybody that speaks negative words to you or against you, quickly reject it. Say, no, I reject that. Even if you go to the doctor's office and they begin to state negative uh, something, what must you do inside of you? Don't insult your doctor so that they don't, they don't drive you out. He said, say, uh, this is terminal. It's not terminal. It's not, it will not, it will not terminate me in the name of Jesus. Because if the devil... Okay, let me round up with this story. Watch it now. Very interesting story. Two people went to the hospital. One with cancer, one without cancer. The doctor, by mistake, exchanged their, their fire. The one without cancer, the doctor said, I'm sorry. We just saw it now. In fact, this cancer is terminal. It's already advanced. And we'll tell you to go home and, uh, you know, get prepared for all the kind of treatment. And the man that did not have any cancer, immediately his countenance dropped. He went out of the office sorrowful, tearful, gathered his family together and told them he had cancer. They said in a few months' time, cancer began to manifest inside of him. Watch it now. The other guy that came with real cancer, they gave him the file of the one that was clean. He said, congratulations, we just did all the examination, nothing. He said, he, said, he, said, he said nothing. His countenance changed. All the senses and feeling of cancer that he was having, they started going gradually. He came out of the doctor's office and celebrated with the family. He said, he said look at this, I'm free. And he began to rejoice. And going everywhere saying it, I don't have cancer anymore. The doctor said, there is nothing there. They said, in few months time, all the cancer cells died. It was later Late, I'm, I'm telling you the truth of life story. It was later, later that the doctor realized what he did. The mistake. The man that did not have cancer actually died of cancer. And the one that was without, uh, that was with cancer, he lived on. The cancer died from his system. Why? Image was changed by words and report. Whose report are you going to believe? I will believe the report. Rise upon your feet this morning. I'm going to talk to the Lord. Every negative image. The assignment of the enemy is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I have come that you might have life and have it out more abundantly. Ask the Lord this morning. Every negative image that I've been painted in my mind, in my spirit, in my being that is not supposed to be there. You have not planted it. Father, today by the blood of Jesus, I begin to pull them down. Go ahead and talk to the Lord. You said that every negative image about me, negative image about my family, about my destiny, that have been painted, have been planted by the enemy. It doesn't matter who the enemy has used. Father, I begin to reject them. They don't belong to me. They don't belong to me. They are not mine. They are not my picture. They are not my image. They are not in my fire. I refuse them. I reject them in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to use the weapon of the blood of Jesus and the weapon of the word of the law that whatever the Lord has not written concerning me, it will not stand. It will not stand. Every negative word that has been sown into my spirit, I pull you down in the name of Jesus. I destroy you in the name of Jesus. 
by the blood of the lamb. I declare my system, my mind, flushed by the blood from every negative image, every negative pictures in the mighty name of Jesus. I begin to repent the picture of the law. I begin to declare to myself, I am the head, I am not beneath, I'm above LA. in the mighty name of Jesus. I've been quickened together with Christ. I've been raised together with him. I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm far above principalities and power, rulers of darkness, wicked spirit. I'm walking in dominion. I have authority over every scorpion, over every serpent, over every power of the devil. Nothing can by enemies hurt me. I'm surrounded with favor as with a shield. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He that knew no sin was made sin for me and I've been made the righteousness of God in him. Father, we give you praise today. Father, we magnify you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Now, before I go, give opportunity to this set of people. You know you can't change your image until you are born again. Your position cannot change until you are born again. Everybody, please, do sit down. Wherever you are, you want me to pray, you have not given your life to Christ or you have backslidden, I'm going to pray for you. You are there, you say, Pastor Alex, I know I used to be a Christian I've backslidden. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Oh, Pastor Alex, I've come to church. The word you have spoke, the word has, the Lord spoke through you today really touched my life and I want to give my life to Jesus. I want my image, my life to be changed. I want to pray for you specifically. God is going to supernaturally impose his own image on them now. Don't let this opportunity miss you. You are backsliding. You are no longer where you are supposed to be. Your enemy has already given you an image and telling you that, you see, God cannot help. Every one of you are going to pray together with me because the salvation of a soul is the greatest miracle that God is wrought upon the face of the earth. So, my brother and my sister, pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for bringing me to service. Today, I commit myself unto you. Jesus, today, become my Lord and my Savior. I repent of every sin in my life. I renounce them. I renounce the devil. I renounce sin. And I renounce the world. Jesus, I embrace you as my Lord and my Savior. With my mouth, I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. And with my heart, I believe. You died for me and you rose again the third day. And you are alive forever. Jesus, I belong to you for the rest of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit from today and forever. In Jesus' name, I pray. I'm going to pray for you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for every soul. You can have your seat. I pray for you there. For Lord Jesus, I thank you. Make sure you, the, the ushers are attending to you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for every soul that have given their life to you today. I pray for them that the reality of the kingdom of darkness be broken in their life. And the reality of the kingdom of light come alive in them. Jesus, please manifest yourself to them. Make yourself read to them. Don't let them accept religion today. Let them accept eternal life. Thank you because you have done it. By your blood they are washed and they are received into the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Put your hands together for Jesus and celebrate him. Lord, we give you thanks. Father, I thank you for every soul under the sound of my voice today. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Anyone that came into this service with any form of negative image painted by the devil by the authority of your name, Jesus, by the power of your word that have been spoken, we declare those evil images destroyed in Jesus' name. Yeah. By the power and mission of the Holy Ghost, I pray that as they listen to your word, as they fellowship with you and abide in you, 
that they begin to receive the reality of their kingdom lives. And I pray that from today they will rise from where they are and they begin to rise into where you have called them to be. I pray that Jehovah, no life that came into this place will ever remain the same. From glory to glory they will be moving and be rising. We give you thanks for your word and we thank you for your wonderful service like this. In Jesus name we pray. Thank you. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.